I am not an expert. I've never published a book or taught a class, but I love quilting, and I love talking about quilting. I make a lot of mistakes, but I like to think that sometimes I learn from them and get just a little bit better. If hearing about someone else's goofs and mess-ups makes you feel better about yours, then I've done my job. Join me now as we talk about quilting for the rest of us. Hey, I'm Sandy, and welcome to episode 98, in which I'm still alive. And I'm recording this on, I have no idea what day it is, Saturday, August 2nd, I believe, 2012. I'm uh, kind of in the middle of the afternoon. My daughter is occupied downstairs. My husband just ran out to do some errands, so I thought I would take this quick opportunity in which I was all by myself in my sewing room to record a podcast episode. I'm actually doing this a little bit differently than I normally do. Normally, I sit at my desk with notes in front of me and my um, good snowball microphone in front of me and uh, do it that way. This time, though, I've got kind of stacks of stuff all over my sewing table that I have kept saying, oh, I want to talk about this, oh, I want to talk about that. Um, but frankly, I just I don't have the energy yet to put all the time and effort that I normally do putting into uh, organizing an episode. So I'm standing here with a handheld mic that I use for um, recording on the road. And I am going to take a shot at just sort of walking through this stuff while I'm looking at it on my cutting table. And I'm hoping that turns out okay. Although, as you know, if you've been a longtime listener, I do occasionally record things and then listen to them and ditch them because they've bored me. And I don't really want to inflict that on my listeners. So um, if this doesn't work out, you'll never hear it. And that's the end of that story. So here we go. Um, I have been home for about a week now from my two-week extravaganza of our national board meetings and national women's conference in Nashville, and um, had you know had a really good time while I was gone. It's there's always stressful moments and really sublime moments at these things. Um, fortunately, the sublime definitely outweighed the stressful this year, uh, but it's just it is exhausting. You know, as a staff person, you're sort of on 24/7, and that's tiring for anybody. Um, for those of us who are introverts, it makes us just want to crawl in our shell and not talk to anybody for a while, uh, which I pretty much did once I got home. I got home a week ago Friday in the afternoon, um, and my husband's younger brother had come in that day from out of town. He lives in California. And I had to say, you know, I'm sorry, I'm just not going to even try to see him that night. They all went off to a Red Wings game. That's our minor league ga uh, team here in Rochester. And I said, love to see you, Mike. It's going to have to wait for a couple of days <laughs> until I can kind of pull myself together. Um, so I just stayed home and watched the opening ceremony of the Olympics that night, which was um, very nice. Saturday, um, we did have a family event. My His other brother, who does live in town, uh, had my everybody over to their house for kind of a casual picnic so I could see his younger brother then. Um, and... I just, you know, everybody knew I'd just come in, and after me being part of this family for 25 years, they know certainly that when Sandy's had to be out of town for a couple of weeks, she's not particularly verbal, <laughs> and she gets back. So um, they were perfectly okay with me just sort of sitting in my little um, patio chair, hanging out and listening to people more than I contributed to conversation, but it was still nice. Um, and then Sunday, I was just home all day. The, the guys went out and did their own thing, um, so it wasn't even a question of me having to turn anything down. So I just had a complete pajama day that day, complete. I never got dressed, which is very unusual for me, but I just needed to recuperate. And so I got a lot of reading done, um, did not try to do any sewing at all that day. 
Um, and then I did also have Monday off because I always get a comp day if I've been out of town over weekends. So that day I did, by then I was feeling um, perky enough. I was completely unpacked by then. So I ended up being able to get time on the long arm over at uh, the local quilt shop, the one that I talked about using before. And I quilted the baby quilt that I've been working on on the long arm. Um, it went well. I mean, I got it done and didn't have any problems. I think the thread only broke once that time. And that was, we knew exactly why it had happened. It wasn't a big deal. Um, however, I did end up sort of doing what's referred to as custom quilting. Now, when I say custom quilting, I always think that means, you know, really nice, good, fancy quilting. What it really means is you're just not doing an overall um, pantograph design, something that's the same pattern all, all the, across the thing. You're trying to actually match it up to um, borders and lines, so you have to do a little more stopping and starting. Now, fortunately, I was the only person um, this time on any of the machines, so the staff person assigned to the long arms that day was able to kind of work with me through, okay, well, let's do it, you know, start here, and then you can go this way and then stop over here. She was able to help me figure out how to do the most I could without having to stop and start, you know, given the restrictions of where you are on the machine, et cetera. It's kind of hard to describe unless you were there, uh, but I was able to get it done, which was nice. Now I was just doing kind of an overall loopy design. Um, I will, once the thing is actually finished, I'll post pictures, but the border fabric is all, um, it's kind of, it's polka dots, but they're not even, they're, they're very funky. It's from the Dr. Seuss line. Of fabric and so I decided to pick up on that and do loopies throughout the whole quilt following the lines of the diamonds in the center um, and you know I thought well that'll be a pretty easy thing well it is a fairly easy thing but I had to release myself from the fact that I would have tended to like my loops to all be the same size because <laughs> they really aren't um, the other thing I struggle with a little bit that I'm not totally jazzed by the effect of it is normally the inner border and the outer border um, the inner border is a mottled black, so it reads as a solid black, and then the outer border has a black background. Normally, on my home machine, I would have done those with a black thread so that it wouldn't show up. Um, on the long arm, she kind of advised me to just stick with the same thread, mostly so we wouldn't have to change thread out. And, I mean, she certainly would have done it had I really insisted and said, no, I really want to do black thread in here, but I also didn't want to buy two honking big spools of thread. You have to buy two, you have to buy cones of threads to use on the long arm. And I don't really use cones at home. Now, I could if I got a stand, and I might have to do that eventually because now I own a few cones from my long arm time. Um, but the cones aren't cheap, and I really didn't want to buy two full cones of thread for the little bit I would need on this baby quilt. Uh, so I did end up just sticking with white thread because that's what I wanted to use in the center. So the um, border and the, the inner and outer borders are both quilted with white thread, and I'm just not keen on the way that looks even if I am mean, I have to say even well you know obviously there's some quilters that do absolutely beautiful work and had my quilting been absolutely beautiful I would have been more happy with it but still I just am not keen on that look for myself on having the white thread on a black background I much prefer things to kind of blend a little bit better um, so I'm not thrilled with that but I'm happy enough, and I know ultimately the um, young woman who's getting this, the mother, won't care one way or the other. She'll appreciate that she has it, and of course the baby's not even going to care at all, and in fact might, as she gets older and is able to track more with her eyes, um, she may actually appreciate the white thread on the back, black background. It'll give her something to kind of look at. So, you know, I'm okay with that. Um, 
right now I just have to get the binding on it, which I'm planning on doing after I'm done with this podcast episode. So I really hope this turns out okay, because I'd like to just get it posted and be able to move on with my day. Um, I'm probably going to try to do the binding entirely by machine. I haven't decided on that yet. I've done it a couple times. First time I was really unhappy with the results. That was a few years ago. Tried it again recently on another piece and did a lot better. So, you know, I think I'm slowly getting better on it, but there's still certain parts of it that I just don't like as well as when you do it by hand. So I haven't entirely decided. I think it kind of depends on what time it is today when I do get the binding on and whether I think I could actually do it by hand, um, you know, in the time, because I really want to get over to her house to give it to her tomorrow afternoon because, you know, the baby's already a month old. I'd like her to have this before she goes to kindergarten. Uh, So that's the baby quilt progress. The other thing I've been working on, and this this is very much related to the conference I was just at, um, over the last couple of years, as those of us who are quilters on our national board and um, and as we've you know met each other at conferences and stuff, there's kind of this pack of us that have started all connecting when we're at conference and talking about what are you working on now and that kind of thing and sending each other pictures between. And so we had all kind of joked about what kind of, it would be fun to have a workshop at one of our women's conferences that was just, you know, bring your handwork in and we'll all hang out and do it. You know, just kind of a very low-key, non-educational thing, just having a nice time together. So this year, um, and this takes some explanation that I probably won't bother doing now, but I'm not normally at the women's conference. I'm normally at our concurrent girls' conference. This year we did not have a girls' conference for a variety of reasons. So I was actually at the women's conference. So I decided that made the perfect opportunity for me to do this kind of a workshop. And so I called it the B. And um, just in the workshop description, bring your handwork. We'll all sit around and entertain each other while we do it. Um, But that also I did report on my sabbatical experience as part of it. Well, that meant I needed to actually have some handwork to do. And, And as you, again, if you've been listening for a while, you know I do most of my stuff by machine. I do very little handwork. So I decided, um, and of course I leave it until like two days before we're supposed to go (laughs) to actually decide what I'm going to do, which was silly of me, but that's par for the course. So, you know, two nights before I'm supposed to get on the plane, I go over to my um, shelf and I pull off this sort of a kit that I'd bought a while back um, of a felted wool project. And I call it sort of a kit because it was, you buy the book and then the quilt shop, I think I got this at Houston the last time I went. Um, the vendor had, you know, the books in one place, and then it was mostly felted wool. It was a beautiful, uh, sorry, I can't remember what the name of the vendor's uh, store was. Something primitives, primitive something. Um, it was mostly felted wool, but they, they just, their vendor booth was gorgeous. They did a really nice job setting it up. Um, but you bought the book, and then they had kits of, Um, pieces of felted wool, you know, put together four different patterns in the book. So it's not a kit in terms of, you know, all the the pattern and everything being in there. It was just, here's a collection of felted wool that would work well for this particular design in this book. Um, So I'd gotten that collection and decided, well, I would pull it out and this would be a perfect opportunity for me to work on it. Well, I hadn't really remembered in the time that had passed since the last time I looked at it, how many stinking pieces this thing has and how tiny they are. So I I got it all traced out. I got all the pieces traced out on um, freezer paper before I left. But then I put everything I was going to need into a Ziploc baggie and figured, okay, well, when I'm in my hotel room, then I can be fusing stuff and cutting it out and getting it ready for the workshop. Um, 
well, again, because of my schedule and everything, I only sometimes had a little bit of time late at night to be trying to fuse these things. And those of you who have ever tried to use an iron in a hotel room know that they leave a lot to be desired. So I had some problems getting the stuff actually fused in. And I only got three of the um, penny rug pieces actually fused and ready to be stitched. Um, this is a design. Hang on. I'm going to make noise because I'm going to open the book. It has, it's a collection of the pennies, the circular pennies, uh, that are all just stitched together then as circles. It's not like a, you know, there's not a solid background that you're then fusing stuff onto. And there are three, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. It looks like 19 or so pennies all together. I don't know. I'd probably have to recount that because I don't know if that works out geometrically. But anyway, there's a lot of these pennies they have to sew together. So I only got three of them fused before the workshop. And then, of course, as I kind of thought might be the case, I get into the workshop, and because I'm leading it, I don't actually end up stitching a darn thing. I took people out, I showed them what I was doing, and then it went right back in the Ziploc bag, and I didn't touch it again. Um, so that later that week, then, I did have you know a random hour that I didn't end up with having anything to do, and I was trying to upload some stuff sitting in the hotel lobby because that had better wireless than my hotel room did. Um, so I'm sitting in the lobby, I'm waiting for photos to upload to my online Dropbox and decided I would pull these things out and start stitching them. So I did get part of a couple of them done while I was there. And then once I got home now, I've been kind of trying to keep myself on track with chunking away at these. I'm, I'm finding I'm actually not really liking um, the, the kit that they put together. There's not enough contrast in the felted wool they put in it. So at some point when I take the time, I'm probably going to go through the rest of my felted wool collection and see if there's stuff I'm willing to kind of swap out a little bit and do some different colors. It's all very muted country colors, which is fine. Um, but this design, it's a collection. Each penny is a different flower. And I'd really kind of like some of these flowers to have a little more oomph to them than what they do now. So I'm struggling with it a little bit with that. Plus, it is just tiny, tiny, tiny. So I'm doing a blanket stitch around these tiny pieces that are all on top of each other and connecting in with each other. And I'm just not entirely sure I'm enjoying it. So I'm trying to keep myself at it and trying to keep myself to finish it. Um, because it could quite possibly be that when I'm finally done with it, I like it. <laughs> you know, it's just, you always hit that whenever you're working on something, you're never entirely sure you love it until it's done on, on a lot of projects anyway. Um, so I'm struggling a little bit with that. But the book that I'm working out of, if you're interested, is called Summer Gatherings. It's all felted wool projects by Lisa, no idea how to pronounce this, B-O-N-G-E-A-N, and Carol Charles. And if I think of it, I will, it's um, published by Primitive Gatherings. That's probably the name of the store, primitivegatherings.us. Um, so I, if I think of it, I'll put a link to that on the show notes for this episode. Um, I do love the book. I love a lot of the designs in the book. I love the design that I'm working on. That's why I bought, bought the kit for it. I'm just not sure I'm keen on the particular kit. Oh, plus I had to buy a boatload of embroidery thread to do the blanket stitching because I wanted to match. If I had done a single color black around all of these, it would just have overpowered it because the pieces are too small. So I'm matching every one of those different colors. <laughs> so I've got a lot of embroidery thread now. I justified it to myself by saying, well, I'm using more of this stuff as embellishments on quilts, so I might end up using it again. Yeah, who knows? Um, okay, moving on. So 
the first week I was there at our board meetings, there's a woman that works on staff at another department that relates to us. So she's always on these um, these weeks with us. And she and I have gotten to be very good friends, and we've generally gotten into the habit now of requesting to room together while we're there. And so we did room together this time. And she had been, she and her husband had taken a vacation to South Africa this past year. And she brought me a present. She brought me all these fabrics from South Africa, and they are gorgeous. They are, I should have counted this before I started recording. It's a collection of something like 25 to 30 probably pieces altogether. Um, but they are, I'm measuring them now. They're all, okay, close to a 10 inch square. So it's basically a layer cake. So there's probably like 30, 32. But what makes these really, really cool is that they are all hand dyed by a woman, you know, who's an artisan there. Um, using organic dyes. And um, my friend had gotten all the information about how they had done it, but unfortunately she had forgotten a lot of it by the time she was trying to explain the process to me. Um, she said to me, she, I think she took notes or something, and so she thought she would, might look them up when she goes home, but she travels a lot more than I do, so I don't think she gets home. If she's even listening to this, hey, you know who you are. Um, She's probably not going to be home for another two or three weeks, so I don't know if she'll ever remember that. But these are really, they're they are gorgeous. And in fact, she started out, they came in um, packs, so she handed me four packs of these things. And she had originally, when she handed them to me, she said, well, choose two, you know, and I'll keep the other two. And so as I'm looking at them, I break open all the packs, I spread them out on my bed, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't know, I'm going to choose. They're all gorgeous, you know, and I'm kind of starting to make piles and separate them out. And she looks at me, she goes, oh, just keep them all. <laughs> I'm like, no, you can't do that. And she goes, no, just keep them all. So, um, and she had bought herself some other, I guess, larger yardage of a couple of pieces. So she felt fine about giving it to me. Um, but these are just gorgeous. And I will um, take a picture and post them. I'm not sure a picture will do them justice. I suspect it's going to kind of wash them out a little bit. Uh, some of them have leaf prints where it's that sun print um, technique where she used a variety of different organic uh, leaves and things of different shapes and sun printed them and dyed them. Some of them are striated, some of them are modeled. Uh, it's just a huge variety and they are just gorgeous. So I was really excited about them and um, periodically through the week when I started getting overtired or stressed out, I would just sit in my room and kind of pet my fabric. <laughs> As we know, that's a very soothing thing for those of us who are um, quilters and other fabric people. So I just, I'm absolutely thrilled to have those. Can't wait to start playing with them. Um, they're, it's not the kind of thing I'm going to use them all in one project. They will be, you know, in my stash and able to be used on a variety of things over the next probably several years. So I'm really excited and very grateful to her for um, gifting me with such a wonderful souvenir of her trip. Um, then the other thing that happened before I was gone fabric-wise, as you know, I bought uh, a lot of hand-dyed fabric from Ricky Timms. I believe I talked about that in my episode I posted right before I left where I split fabric with a friend of mine. So I've still got that fabric to play with, and now I've got the new South Africa fabric to play with. And then on top of that, right before I went out of town, I got an email telling me I had won a giveaway on the Everything Etsy blog. Now, the Everything Etsy um, blog, it was a giveaway that was one of these, if you subscribe to the blog or said like on Facebook, I don't remember now exactly how it worked because it was a couple of weeks before that. Um, it was something I, you know, I entered the giveaway and totally forgot about it. Um, I don't tend to enter a lot of giveaways. It's just not something I tend to do. 
Um, and the couple times I've entered giveaways, both times they happened to be ones where you had to check back to see if you had won. You weren't going to get contacted. And, of course, I never remember to check back. So I just have never really done a lot of giveaway stuff. Um, so I got an email from Everything Etsy saying, congratulations, you won one of our Fat Quarter gift certificates. But there was something about the way the email was written that made me think, is this real or is it spam? You know, is this a phishing email? Is this going to be looking for my personal information or something? And I looked at it and they didn't ask me for anything. They just said, you know, Fat Quarter Shop will be contacting you. But again, it, just because... I hadn't really remembered I had entered the giveaway, and because I've never won a giveaway, there was part of me that was like, okay, yeah, I'll believe it when I get the email. Well, I did get the email. I got the, the gift certificate from Fat Quarter Shop. Um, so I waited until I got home. I did one evening when I was able to get decent internet access while I was gone and didn't have anything going on. I took five or ten minutes to kind of poke around the Fat Quarter Shop website to see what I might order, but I didn't want to commit to anything when I was in that, you know, rather frazzled state of mind. So I waited until I got home, and over that weekend, I sat down and I placed my order. And I ended up getting three different packs of fat quarters. Um, one is Moda, I think this is their marbles, although they look pretty solid. But I, no, I think it's the Moda Marbles collection. And they're kind of in um, basically primary colors. I think there's eight. One, two, three, four, five, six. No, there's more than that. I can't count them. Maybe 12. I guess there's 12. Um, and so there's red and blue and green and purple and then black and white. So those would be nice to mix in with um, other projects that I'm working on. And then I got two collections of Batik Fat Quarters. One is called the Rainbow-esque Batiks, and the other one is Ocean Wave Batiks. So if you go on Fat Quarter Shop and you look at um, their Fat Quarter bundles, the, the, you'll see those two that I got. And they're, again, just really good stash builder fat quarters. And since I am working in a smaller format now with art quilting and things, doing fat quarters will really work pretty well for me, I think. Um, the rainbow-esque batiks are kind of more saturated colors, and they run from green. There's a dark green, a light green, purple, orange, kind of a blue-green, more of a lighter blue-green, then kind of a navy blue, and then sort of a deep red fuchsia mix. I think that's all of them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, I think there were eight of those. And then the Ocean Wave are kind of in all the light purples to aquas to blue-greens. I mean, gorgeous colors. So I'm really excited about working with those. Again, those are not something I'm buying to go into any particular project. They are stash uh, builders so that I have access to them um, when I want to work on a project. And and again, I'm, I'm thrilled to have them. I've been working in boutiques a lot more lately and i think these will work into a variety of packets uh, projects <laughs> so the the last thing i want to talk about before i'm going to try to get to listener comments we'll see how long this episode is um the other sublime moment that happened at conference uh they recognized my 10 years with the with the organization uh, I have problems even believing I've had this job for 10 years, <laughs> so uh, it was wonderful to be recognized. It was a surprise recognition. It was after an evening where I had actually ended up leading worship, which is a whole other story I wasn't really supposed to, but the person who was going to had a death in her family and wasn't able to come um, to our event, so I stepped in and, and uh, kind of coordinated that experience, and then I was the designated preacher that night. Um, so at the end of worship they kind of, nobody left, and I'm kind of like, okay, what's going on? And <laughs> somebody then walked up 
and took on the mic, and then they started the, the recognition of my time with the organization. And it was very nice. They had put together a PowerPoint. They had gotten um, quotes and, and letters and tweets, because we're in that world now, from people I've worked with over the years uh, that they presented and some photos and stuff. It was really nice. Uh, and then gave me several kind of little token gifts and nice gifts. But the one that was kind of the main gift that they gave me was they had gotten, because they know I'm a quilter, um, they had gotten quilt blocks submitted from a lot of the folks that I used to work with. I think these are all folks primarily involved with um, the leadership team I work with in our girls' ministry. And there's one, two, three, four, five. There's six so far. She thinks more are coming in. So um, she, when she introduced this gift, she said, I feel really funny giving somebody a gift that they have to finish themselves. So don't worry, I'm trying to make arrangements for this. And then she gave me the, the quilt blocks and she kept saying to me, somebody else will finish these. Don't worry. But I ended up with them and I've got them now at my house. <laughs> Not quite sure how that's going to work. Um, but she, like I said, she thinks she's going to get more in. So we didn't really finish any conversations until she knows whether or not she's getting any more. Uh, they're very sweet. They're all signed. Some of them have um, things put on them that are indicative of the, the team experiences we shared together, that sort of thing. Um, in terms of putting them together, it will be tricky as anybody who's worked to get worked to put a bunch of um, blocks made by different people together. In this case, they're not all the same size. They're not all the same fabric. There's some that was made on t-shirt fabric. Other was made on cotton. Other was made on, um, I don't even quite know what this is. It's more of an upholstery fabric. Not even close to being the same colorways or anything. So they're not at all coordinated with each other. So it's really going to be a challenge to figure out how to put these into something that looks nice. Um, and I may tap on some friends to, <laughs> to help me do that. Uh, but just the thought of them is very, very pretty. I did have half a thought of just stapling them all to canvas and framing them and calling it a day, <laughs> just kind of making a an arrangement on my wall, um, which, you know, still may happen. That that might be what I decide, you know, if it comes down to I either do that or wait 10 years to get this done, I will probably do that. Uh, but the thought is just wonderful. And, um, you know, it's it's a treasured memory that I have now for each of these quilt blocks because I can remember each person who made them and the time we shared together on the team. So that was a really wonderful recognition. Um, so I think that kind of brings me up to date in terms of my quilting life and fabric life. Um, oh, I did just order today a couple of new storage units that I'm going to use because I've also been buying more yarn and a woman that I work with on our board brought me a bunch of her scraps of yarn. She's a huge knitter and she has a lot of um, kind of the fancier or funkier yarns, I guess I'd say. So she brought me a bunch of scrap balls of yarn. And so I just, I need somewhere to start storing this stuff because I, I don't have any good bins left. So I got um, two of the multicolored drawer rolling cart organizers from Joann's. Um, and I'll put those together. Once I get them and have them set up, I'll post a picture. But I'm really looking forward to getting those because I think it'll help not only with the yarn storage and embellishment storage in general, but also my scraps. My scraps are starting to kind of outgrow my current very casual storage system. So I want to get a little, a little better with that. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting those probably later this week, I think. So anyway, that's my catch up. That's what I've had going on. Um, and... Pretty much it's it's 
that's all that's going on. It's pretty straightforward. I'm very busy at work now, so I'm going to have less quilting time, I think. Uh, but I'm hoping to still keep moving ahead on some of these projects. Okay, let's talk about uh, listener comments. Since it's been a while, I've got a lot. I really want to say thank you so much to everybody who has commented. Amy, Quilton Jenny, Kelly the Fifth, Melissa, Lori, Margaret, Jackie, Lindy, Jane, Landscape Lady, uh, Jenny D, Tori. I'm skipping over people who have commented multiple times here. Thank you so much for commenting a lot. Holly Yu, Katie from Katie's Quilting, Claire, Denise, Eileen, AJ Dub, uh, I think she, Amy, I think this is a different Amy, but I'm not positive. Um, let's see. Those are all the folks who have commented. I really appreciate it. Um, let's go back and talk a little bit about what they actually said. Amy was appreciative of my review of the Ricky Tim seminar, and she says she's she's passed on it when it was near her, but after my review, she thinks maybe she will reconsider it if they come to her area again, and I would I would encourage it. Um, Quilton Jenny also said, thank you for that. She agreed with my, my rant about Bernina Snobbery. She says, I love my faff, 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 sorry, I think it's pronounced faff, um, and uh, yes, she appreciates that she has the same viewpoint that I I do. Kelly V went to a Ricky Tim's seminar a few years ago, and she says, uh, I remember having a good, good time, but I think our chairs might have been a bit more comfy. <laughs> I think just about any chairs would have been more comfy than what we were sitting in. I got a comment on the shops page on my uh, show notes. If you remember, again, there's several tabs. If you go to quiltingfortherestofus.com, there are several tabs across the top. If you haven't explored those yet, do. One of them is shops, and I list a lot of shops I have been to across the country, um, and other folks have left comments with their own shops recommendations that they would like to uh, suggest as well. Melissa said, thanks for the tip on Lolly. She had never been before, although she'd been to Shipshawana many times. So apparently she's just, she's been there now. Um, and she says, my daughter still can't get over the tree in the building. And that is pretty darn cool. It is fun to see that tree. Um, I got several very nice comments on uh, my blog post I just posted a couple days ago about my mom's quilts, the, the one I'm now finishing. So thank you, everybody. My mom was a very nice quilter. Although not always the most careful quilter, I will say. Uh, there are times when, as I'm looking at the seams that she's done, they're not all necessarily the same size. Um, but, you know, the end result worked f for her. So, <laughs> so it is nice to say that, you know, hey, I'm following in my mom's footsteps. Um, got several comments. I posted again this week on Food Friday on my CSA pickup for this week, and it was a huge pickup this week. Got a ton of stuff. And... Um, Margaret posted that Thursday is also her weekly pickup, but she's only on week six. She's a couple of weeks behind us because of where she lives, based on where she, where we live. Um, she says she got three kinds of peas, two types of beans, green and purple Russian kale, and very colorful potatoes. And I would love to get potatoes. I haven't gotten any potatoes from ours. Um, but this week was really tremendous. So if you haven't seen the um, Food Friday picture yet of my pickup go and look at it i got wonderful food uh lindy said what great colors together it looks very yummy uh, and it was so i've already eaten quite a bit of it because we had um, family over for dinner last night so i was able to throw a bunch of vegetable dishes together and use a lot of it all at once and jane is trying to convince me to give beet greens another chance a couple weeks ago i posted about using beet greens and just not being keen on them 
but I've gotten several people responding, you know, try them again. Here's another way to try it. I'll, I'll give them another shot if I get any. I didn't get any beets this week, so it might be past beet season here. And beets and goat cheese, a couple people, I commented on that and posted about my beet and goat cheese pizza, and a couple people said they'd never heard of that combination before. That's actually a combination I picked up on in restaurants. That's the first place I had it was I often, if they have a roast beet salad or something like that, I will often order that. And a lot of times they have goat cheese on them. So it's a really, um, really wonderful combination. Let's see. A landscape lady, when I posted again about finishing my mom's quilt, she says, um, must be very bittersweet, but yet therapeutic, I would imagine, to work on her UFOs. Uh, what a great tribute to her, though. I think she was looking over your shoulder, guiding you the whole time. Yes. Um, in I used to say in that first couple of years after mom passed away, especially that first year, I was almost exclusively working on mom's UFOs. And I would joke about the fact that mom was still teaching me how to quilt because every single dang UFO I sat down to finish, I had to learn something new in order to finish it. So that was clearly, you know, mom was still pushing me a little bit here. You need to learn how to do this. You need to learn how to do this. The, the one that I'm finishing now, I do know how to do. It's all stuff I've done before. It's just a matter of having to figure out the math. And I think I talked about that a little bit in the, um, in the blog post. So if you're interested in looking at another project I'm working on now, you can go to my blog. I posted about it on, ooh, I think that was Thursday, maybe Friday. I don't remember which day. Um, but it is definitely therapeutic. It really helped me kind of work through losing my mom. Oh, <laughs> this is a great story. Tori says, my son, daughter, and I went to the Hershey, Pennsylvania quilt show this week, and I heard a new quilty acronym. As we entered the merchant mall, a greeter looked at my son, smiled, and said, you must be the CEO. Son was confused, not least because he was up before 10 a.m. for the first time in weeks. Our friendly greeter went on, yes, you will carry everything out. Carry, C, everything, E, out, O. I took this as implied permission and loaded him down as I filled up bags. So you can get a lot of backing materials at merchant malls for decent prices, but the rolls are bulky. He was appeased with a blendini at Rita's Ices on the way home. I, I have never heard that one either before, the CEO. I like that, the carry everything out person. That's a great one. Thank you, Tori, for telling us the story. All right. Um, I got several comments on the Ricky Timms super seminar. Um, people who had been to him before and agreed. Other people who said that now they'll think about it. Um, okay, Claire uh, left a couple of comments about the Ricky Tim Super Seminar that I wanted to share with you. She has actually been to it twice, um, once in Fredericks, Maryland, and once in Hyannis, Massachusetts. Both times we had unforeseen circumstances to contend with. In Fredericks, Libby broke her foot, Libby Lehman, and in Hyannis, uh, Hurricane Earl came very close. Both times I was so impressed with the professionalism of the team. They made sure we got our money's worth by rearranging segments. In Hyannis, we actually got ahead of schedule, and Ricky did extra lessons as the evacuation order had been lifted. I also enjoyed that they bring so many quilts to the show and show the in-progress samples. And then in a second comment, she went on, um, I hear people wary of taking the seminar because you do not do any sewing. As Sandy says, everyone goes home with a syllabus of everything step by step. step. I have done several techniques in sense, including the scallop piping by machine. That's one of the techniques he teaches. I found the style of talking about a technique first, then showing the demo on a huge screen, finally seeing a completed quilt is very successful. They can't come to the Northeast as often as other places, so I suggest plan ahead if you can. And 
DVD grand finale machine quilting is terrific. That's uh, one of Ricky Tim's DVDs, and I own that same DVD. It is very, very good. So thank you, Claire, for that. Um, and yes, the same thing about the unforeseen circumstances happened at our seminar as well. It was their, um, I don't remember her name, their administrative assistant took ill while we were there. And it turned out it was dehydration, but she ended up spending the night in the hospital. Um, again, it was brutally hot that week. And of course, when you're running around behind the scenes and trying to do things, um, you know, people will take sick if they aren't very conscientious of drinking enough water and everything. And so Libby was gone um, quite a bit of one of the days and they just rearranged everything. If they hadn't announced it, I don't know that any of us would have even particularly noticed um, that they had had to announce, had to move everything around. They just did it seamlessly and it really worked well. So um, they are extremely professional. It isn't overly glitzy. I really did have a good time. And if they were coming back in town, if they were doing different kinds of things, I would go. I don't know that I would go, you know, if it's exactly the same uh, set of techniques again. But my guess is now that they're doing these, they probably change them up once in a while and do different kinds of stuff. So anyway, thank you, Claire, for your input as well. Lots of people really liked the photos I posted of a woman that I met um, and her quilts in a church down in Austin, Texas, Carol Fielding and her quilts. Um, and they are just gorgeous. A lot of people, you know, commented how much they love them. Landscape Lady said something which I really enjoyed. She said, thank you for sharing such amazing quilts. Would love to hear the stories, but can also imagine my own when looking at them, which is sometimes just as good. And I agree, when you're talking about art quilts, usually there's an artist statement next to the art quilts when you see them in a show and it tells, you know, what they were thinking about. Sometimes those artist statements um, make a quilt more meaningful to me. Other times they actually distract me a little bit because I've had my own reaction and my own interpretation of the quilt. And it's like, I don't need to hear what you thought you were doing when you did it because here's what it actually means to me. And it reminds me a lot of back when I was in college and was taking a, a class and ended up doing, um, I was an English lit major. And for one project, I ended up writing a piece of poetry for this paper. And when the professor gave it back to me, the professor had gotten this entirely different interpretation out of it than what I had intended. But I thought, wow, that interpretation is really pretty cool and actually kind of better than what, <laughs> what I had originally intended writing in my, you know, 19 year old poetic frame of mind. And, um, that has always stuck with me because I realize once you put something out there, you sort of give up control as to how it's interpreted. You have to allow it to just be interpreted by the viewer. And I don't know if that's always a comfortable thing because you know you've made something with a particular purpose. And if somebody doesn't get that purpose, you're kind of a little bit frustrated. On the other hand, they are getting out of it what they need to get out of it. So it's a the whole art thing is... <laughs> It's just really interesting. It's really interesting to know that you create something that means something to you, but it may tell a completely different story to somebody else. Maybe that's a whole other podcast episode. I don't know. Um, so thank you, Landscape Lady, and everybody else who has also posted your own comments um, as well. One person did go back in and add a submission. Remember, right before I left, maybe not remember because I don't know if I ever said this, but... Um, with my Total Color Tuesdays, all of the, the linkies had been scheduled to close after seven days. And so right before I left, I went back and I opened all of them up so that anybody could go back and kind of post linkies to any of those Total Color Tuesday posts that they wanted to. And one person did. So you're going to want to go back and check the um, Total Color Tuesday post from Tuesday, July 10th. 
Total Color Tuesday, it's becoming a color party to that link. I got a, a new linky on that one. So do go back and check that. And if you haven't linked up with any of them, go ahead. You might have another few days. I'm not sure I'm going to get a Total Color Tuesday up this week yet. I'm still getting back in the swing of things. And now I've got to clean my sewing room because it got stacked with stuff while I was in the process of leaving for my conference and then coming back for my conference because my sewing room shares space with my home office. So if I'm organizing my work stuff, a lot of times I'll use my sewing surfaces to do that. So there's stuff kind of stacked all over the place. I, that's something else I need to get done this afternoon is clean. But that means I may not get a Total Color Tuesday post done this week. Um, so you've still got a little bit of time, if I don't, to catch up with the past weeks and then we will get going again. So that's it for this episode. Hopefully uh, this recording has turned out well and um, I will actually be able to post an episode before the end of today so that we can all catch up with each other. This is episode 98, which means two more episodes until my 100th episode. And I will be hosting a giveaway to celebrate 100 episodes. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I may actually pull my crud together. <laughs> I almost said something else. Sorry. I will um, pull my crud together for the episode 99 and actually decide exactly what that giveaway is going to be uh, so that I can announce it on episode 99 in preparation for episode 100. Right now I've got a whole bunch of stuff stacked off to the side to use for giveaways, but I haven't organized it in any way. So I need to kind of determine what I'm actually going to do with that. So keep an eye out for that. Keep commenting. I love your comments. I always say that. Oh, wait, I have a shout out. I'm sorry. I almost forgot. Steffi from Germany, the wonderful sweetheart that she is. She did this last year. She did it again this year. Sent me a quilty picture every day I was gone. It was absolutely wonderful. Um, you may remember me talking about that last year when she did it. Um, and she did it, you know, again, of her own volition. I didn't even say anything to her about it ahead of time. She just said, hey, it strikes me you're out of town. You're probably going to want your quilty inspiration every day. And so she sent me a picture every single day. I know she's on vacation right now, so I don't know if she's listening to podcasts. But um, Steffi, know that I really, really appreciated, loved the pictures. It was just so much fun. Um, the first week I was rooming with the same person I had been rooming with last year and she remembered seeing the pictures as soon as I said, oh, Steffi sent me a picture. She's like, oh, is that the person that sent you all those pictures last year? So she was seeing them. And then the second week I had a different roommate and I was showing them to her. Um, it really was wonderful. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I also need to say thank you so much to Jackie, who sent me a gift as well that was made from some of the stuff she had won in a giveaway. She made this beautiful sort of a crazy quilt feeling uh, journal cover with, a, you know, a notebook inside it. And it's just gorgeous. Thank you so much for that, Jackie, as well. I really appreciated that. Um, I've had it carrying in my purse. I'm kind of waiting for the perfect thing to use that notebook for. The nice thing is it is a commonly acceptable, uh, acceptable, commonly, a common size. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> you can tell I'm not fully verbal yet. Um, common size notebook. So, Whatever I use the notebook for, you know, I'll be able to trade it out and still use that notebook cover. It is just gorgeous. So thank you so much for that, Jackie, as well. All right. I think that now covers everything. Um, it's just been a wonderful month. All y'all have made me very happy this month. I really appreciate it. 
Um, okay, you know how you can be in touch with me. You can email me at sandyquilts at gmail.com, Sandy with a Y, quilts with a Z. You can follow the blog. You can follow me on Twitter and Pinterest and Goodreads, um, all of those places. I'm Sandy Quilts, Sandy with a Y, quilts with a Z. You can also find me on Seamed Up, and you can join the Quilting for the Rest of Us group on Seamed Up. You can like the Quilting for the Rest of Us group on Facebook or in Flickr. Um, you can also still join the Big Tent Quiltcast Supergroup and then join the Quilting for the Rest of Us subgroup. And you can join the Kiva team. You will find links for all of that and all sorts of much more interesting stuff at www.quiltingfortherestofus.com. And until the next time, go get your quilty on. Quilting for the Rest of Us is dedicated to Shirley. Love you, Mom. Thank you.